My man James Rabin is covering the big game, and he's on Radio Row in L.A. for the big game. And I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm going to give you some stuff from around the league. And James is going to finish up the show from Radio Row and tell you what's going on with his Bengals in the big game. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up? This is Tony Wiggins here on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. James Rapine will be joining you guys for a look at what's going on on Radio Row for the big game as he is out in LA waiting for his Bengals to take on the Rams in SoFi. So, uh, what we have today is I'm going to let him do all of that stuff for Radio Row. I'm not going to front with you. That's not what I'm doing today. What I'm going to do is go around the league and talk about some of the things that are going on in the National Football League since the last time I talked to you. Doug Peterson was introduced as the uh, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Mike McDonald was introduced as a coach of the uh, Miami Dolphins. And Lovey Smith was introduced to you as the new head coach of the Houston Texans. So the, the question that I want uh, to ask is, since we've talked so much about the minority hiring process, uh, how much of this stuff uh, either validates the NFL's position or Brian Flores's position? I don't think um, any of those questions have been answered. In fact, I think there has to be a little bit of a deep dive into to some of the things that Brian Flores did say. But I also give a benefit of the doubt to the National Football League because they have a right to defend themselves and they also have a right um, to to make sure that the proper information gets out from this point forward. Now, because of the Kaepernick situation, do I absolutely trust anything that the NFL says uh, in terms of face value? No, I don't. I mean, we'll have to absolutely wait and see how that all goes down. Uh, but uh, minority coaches have been hired. Lovey Smith was retained and Mike McDonald. Uh, identifies uh, as biracial since his dad is an African-American. But we still have a long way to go uh, when it comes to that, and we'll see how it turns out. In terms of who won so far, and, and, and by the way, Dennis Allen, as you probably heard on Locked On NFL, was also named the Saints head coach, and that's something I predict uh, predicted should have happened. Who won on the coaching search? I think the Giants did with Brian Daybolt. I absolutely believe the Jaguars did with Doug Peterson because it has already given confidence back to the Jacksonville Jaguar fan base in this community that they finally have an adult in the building who's won a Super Bowl who really understands what uh, it is to be done. Um, I really think that the continuity that Dennis Allen will bring to that great defense that New Orleans has bodes well for the Saints. I do think that that was absolutely a, a home run, a, a pretty good hire. There's some that I don't know about, though. I don't know about McDonald down in Miami because I don't know what he's working with and, and what he, uh, you know, his level of experience. I thought Byron Leftwich would have been a really good coach for that spot. Jim Harbaugh did not get hired in the NFL. He went back to the University of Michigan. You got a lot of coaching turnover. You got a lot of assistants, guys that are hiring people who they're extremely familiar with. So I do think that those things are super, super important. Now, something else I want to touch on today uh, before we turn it over to James out in LA is that 
this is a hard, hard game for me to predict. And uh, I won't talk to you guys again on the national level. Uh, of course, you can catch us every day on Locked On Jaguars. But right now, we, you know, you are, you're my priority right now here on Locked On NFL. And we thank you for making us your first listen. But listen, this is a hard game to pick. So folks are saying, who you want to go with you? I ain't going with nobody. I'm just thinking organically that at some point I may start to be pulled in one direction or the other. And it might have something to do with the fact that I think one team has a bunch of guys who may not get to see this chance again. And then I think another team has guys who are going to be hanging around for a long time. are going to be a real serious problem. So, uh, and I know that's a bad way of looking at it because we've seen other teams like the Titans under Jeff Fisher, the Dolphins with Dan Marino. They did not get a chance to go back. So Bengals fans don't want to hear me sit here and go, well, they'll have all day to do. I don't have a dog in the fight. I just think it's going to be a tremendously played football game and one that we uh, can watch with bated breath. I will tell you this. I think the Bengals defense isn't getting enough credit for what they've done. Um, when you think about it, they shut down Derrick Henry. They shut down Julio Jones and, and, and uh, AJ Brown and really, really exposed Ryan Tannehill. They were the number one seed. Then they go to Kansas city. And in the second half, totally shut down Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I just don't think it's being given the attention that it deserves that that side of the ball for Cincinnati has done a really, really good job and allowed uh, Joe Burrow and his guys to sort of get their rhythm and not have to rush and not have to panic. And they've done everything that they were supposed to do to get to this point. So if there is a forgotten unit, the forgotten unit for me in the big game is the Bengals defense all right so here's what we're going to do we're going to have a couple of messages here from our sponsors and then we're going to go to my man james rapine out in la and he's going to carry the show for you for the rest of the day look we thank you for making us your first listen here on locked on nfl on a wednesday and we wish both teams for me good luck in the game this weekend to the brown to, to the rams to the Bengals. here's what all of us the 30 teams that don't have anything to do with this. Well, let me rephrase that because there's some teams in the AFC North that don't want uh, the Bengals to win, especially the one in Northern Ohio. And there's some teams in the NFC West that don't want the Rams to win. So let's just say, instead of me saying 30, I'll say uh, there are 24 teams and 24 fan bases. All they want to do is, they want to enjoy the first half. They want to enjoy the West Coast halftime show. And then what they want is they want a game that goes deep into the fourth quarter so that they're not bored eating their chicken wings and drinking on their brews and their beverages. And cold pizza tastes a lot better when the game is still exciting, okay? So just have a good game. I want a well-played game. I want a game that goes deep into the fourth quarter. And I want a game that's going to have us on the edge of our seat like most of the games have been in this playoffs, all right? So stand by here. I got a couple of messages for you, and then we'll go out to my man, James Rapine, in L.A., where he's covering the big game for the Bengals. I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs up to the big game, which is in a couple of days. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, 
NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online is where the game starts. Now, without further ado, my buddy James Rapine from L.A. is going to take the rest of the show away and tell us what's going on on Radio Row out for the big game. Let's keep things rolling on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. Shout out to my man, Tony Witt. Starting off the show right, I'm James Rapine here at Radio Row in Los Angeles, where we're just four days, four days away from Super Bowl 56. And the team I cover, <clears throat> excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals, in this game against the Los Angeles Rams. Over the next two segments, we're going to break down the game a little bit. I'm going to share some of my thoughts. And then we're going to be joined by Sam Munson of Pro Football Focus to break down key matchups, how the Bengals' offensive line is going to stack up against this defensive line, this gauntlet of star pass rushers, where whether it's Aaron Donald or Von Miller, et cetera. We'll also talk about Joe Burrow. We'll also talk about Matthew Stafford and a lot more. So come to the right place. 56, uh, Ross Jackson and Luke Braun, they're, they're doing a ton right now on Locked On NFL. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow wherever you get your podcast and subscribe on YouTube. Let's dive in. Look, this matchup to me, it's going to come down to a few things. But the main thing to me, can Joe Burrow overcome? This dude has overcome and overcome and overcome week after week after week in the playoffs. We saw it in uh, the wild card round. I think a lot of people expected the Bengals to win that game, but he was able to, to deliver. Then in, in the, a crazy divisional round matchup at Nissan Stadium against the Tennessee Titans, 19 to 16, he was able to overcome nine sacks, which was really 11 sacks because one was negated due to a penalty and one didn't. It was a timeout call. So he sacked 11 times, 13 quarterback hits. It was insane, but he made the big throw when they needed to make the big throw. And then the same thing in the AFC title game. And we know 21-3 rally back, chip away, take the lead 24-21, go to overtime, win it 27-24. And yeah, the Bengals defense is going to have a lot to, to do uh, with the potential win, and they've had a lot to do. And, and the main reason why, I would say, that they're here in this moment. But Joe Burrow, can he overcome Von Miller? Can he overcome Aaron Donald? Because those guys aren't going to be able to be Maybe you contain them a little bit, but this Bengals offensive line, they're just not good. Let's be real. They're not. They're not good. Akeem Adeniji has struggled this year. He's not going to be able to block Aaron Donald. Trey Hopkins has been better, but Aaron Donald is a different animal. So you're going to double-team Aaron Donald each and every play. You're going to try to. The Rams are going to make it tough, and you know that. And so a key to me, can you give Burrow the one and a half seconds he needs to overcome? And we saw it against Chris Jones and the Chiefs. He was able to elude the pass rush, evade the pass rush, make uh, he ran for four first downs. That's a huge storyline in this game. And then the other thing, again, it's the defense, the Bengals' defense, what they've been able to do. They've won the turnover battle time and time and time again, and that coincides with, with Joe Burrow as well. He's taking care of the ball even though he's under heat. That's really, really hard to do. Can the Bengals get pressure on Matt Stafford and make him make a mistake? The 49ers haven't made, didn't make Stafford pay for the mistakes he made NFC Championship game, throwing up a lollipop quarter when the Rams were driving down for the, the, the go-ahead field goal. So can the Bengals take advantage of that? The way Jesse Bates is playing, certainly a chance uh, for that to be the case. But look, th this Rams team, and uh, th this is something that I think hasn't been talked about a lot, at least as of right now. 
the, the two differences in these organizations. One was expected to be here. They were um, designed and built to be here this year. The Bengals, well, they were in a rebuild last year. They were finishing their rebuild this year, and no one really knew if it was complete or not, and a lot of people had their doubts, and guess what? Not only is it complete, but they made their, their run here to Super Bowl 56, and everyone talks about how bright their future is and everything like that, and that's true, but can they get it done now against a team that was literally constructed to win this game, where they gave up all, a lot of their future assets to get a Jalen Ramsey and a Matt Stafford and to, to get Von Miller, you know, they, they trade for Von Miller and sign Odell Beckham Jr., and the list goes on and on and on of guys that they've brought in, Jalen Ramsey, right? And that's another matchup to watch that we'll dive into with Sam Munson coming up in just a minute here on Locked On NFL. So there's so many of those uh, different storylines that it, it's extremely, I think, for, uh, for to have two teams that were built like this. I mean, how many teams have a second-year quarterback, a 21-year-old star receiver where you're talking Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase, how they're going to guard him? It, it's just rare. It's a, a, a rare thing. And, you know, the, the Bengals have a chance here. But the vibe in L.A., I think, from average residents, most fans, is all oh, the Rams are going to roll. But if you talk to these national analysts and you're watching Locked On NFL on YouTube and you're listening wherever you get your podcast, there's a lot of people, I think, that give the Bengals a puncher's chance. And I know I certainly do. And, yeah, it's the team I cover. But I think this is going to be a good Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a competitive game. And the Bengals this year – uh, for those that think it's going to be a blowout, they've only been blown out a, a couple of times. And uh, one was week seven against the Browns where they just played bad the whole game. And then the other against the Chargers where they just had some awful turnovers. I mean, Joe, Mick, they're driving for the, the go-ahead score in the fourth quarter. Joe Mixon fumbles and things snowball on them. So I, I certainly think that this is going to be um, a close game. You could go one way, you could go the other. I don't know who I'm going to pick yet, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think NFL fans, you, uh, you're going to get your, your money's worth, and I'm excited for the halftime show too. Anybody else excited for the halftime show? I know I am. Up next, Sam Munson, Pro Football Focus. I chatted with him right here at Radio Row one-on-one. -on -one. We talk about all the big matchups in Super Bowl 56, but first I have to tell you about Built Bar. What's that, Built Bar? Well, it's the number one protein bar on the planet. I love Built Bars because they're covered in 100% chocolate. They taste great, and they're perfect for whatever you're looking for. Maybe you just want a healthy midday snack. Maybe you want a protein punch after your workout. Built Bar can offer that. They taste great. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, high, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. So check them out right now at Built.com, and you're going to get 15% off your order with promo code LOCKED15. It's that simple. It's the number one protein bar on the planet. You can get it right now, and you can save 15% by going to built.com using promo code LOCKED15. We all have to drive. We all have to spend uh, money on gas every time we fill up at the pump. And I got to be honest with you, if you live in California, the gas prices, well, they're, they're sky high. But regardless of where you live, you like saving money. And GetUpside can help you do that. It's the free app that's going to help you save money every time you fill up. You've got to use promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you're going to get up to $0.25 cents cash back per gallon every time you fill up. And guess what? It's a free app that you can download on your iPhone in the App Store. You can download on your Android in, uh, with the Google Play app. It's that simple. Get upside. Promo code touchdown. Get up to 25 cents off per gallon every time you fill up cash back. It's easy money that you can deposit into your bank account. You can deposit into your PayPal account. Man, 
to get a, a, an Amazon gift card or you can buy me something special. Again, get the GetUpside app today and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 25 cents off per gallon on your first fill-up. Let's keep things rolling here on Radio Row with one of our favorite guests, someone I've talked to a ton, and uh, you gotta check out his work at pff.com. Sam Munson of Pro Football Focus. Sam, uh, I appreciate the time. Uh, you're in Cincinnati, mm -hmm. so certainly familiar uh, with the Bengals, and you've seen a firsthand, uh, firsthand what this offensive line can do and can't do. How are they gonna block Aaron Donald? Well, judging from the playoffs so far, they're probably not. I mean, look, Jeffrey Simmons took this offensive line to town. Chris Jones did it again a week later. It's been like a a sort of sequential run up the uh, the rankings for interior defenders. Jeffrey Simmons is a really good lineman, probably maybe better than Chris Jones this season. Chris Jones, I think, has been better overall the last few years, but Aaron Donald is the king at that position. He is the best in the NFL. He might be the best to ever do it, and that's what they're tasked with. They've got bad right guard situation. The right tackle situation isn't great. Aaron Donald has been unstoppable against good players. I don't know that they're gonna have any shot of slowing him down. And it isn't just Aaron Donald. That's the scary thing because Von Miller has been on a tear. He's been the best graded defender in the playoffs so far. He's starting to look like old Von Miller. And when they made that move in the first place, we were saying, this is the best edge rusher that's ever been paired with Aaron Donald. He's never had a guy like that outside of him with the Rams. They've, he's turned average-looking edge rushers into really good players just because of the volume of pressure he creates. So all of a sudden, you've got like one of the best kind of tandems in the league, and you've got a substandard right side of the offensive line trying to block them. I don't think you're going to fix that with you know chip blocks or turning the line that way. You need to start planning to get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands quickly because he's not going to have time. Is it? Is that it? Is it the quick game? Yeah. Is it screens? Is it just one second and that's it? You better have the ball out? It's got to be that stuff. It's going to be a lot of quick passing. The screens, I think, are going to be important. It's got to be all those things that teams do to try and mitigate that interior pressure because I, I don't think they're going to be able to hold the ball long. Make sure you follow Sam on Twitter, at PFF underscore Sam. And, uh, yeah, the, the thing that I think Bro did really well against Chris Jones, not as much against the Titans, his pocket presence, his ability to make plays. Not that he didn't against the Titans, but I think they confused him a little bit, and he was seeing the, the field a bit better. Is that is that possible? Could could we see the magician, Burrow, where he's able to, to get away and, and make those plays that we saw in the AFC title game? I mean, that's the great equalizer with all this stuff, right, is that the, the pressure that the Bengals have been giving up all throughout the playoffs. The Raiders had him under pressure like 36% of the time, and it just didn't matter. <laughs> that's the thing, right? If Burrow plays as well as he's been playing, it might not matter. Like He's good enough right now, and he's making enough big plays that he can negate all of the pressure and all the bad plays that are happening. You know, you win a game against Tennessee, getting sacked nine times. It's never happened before. You win a game against the Raiders, getting pressured 36% of the time. You are able to escape those Chris Jones plays where he's got them in the grasp like a couple of times, can't get him down. Burrow is the great equalizer. Aaron Donald can be in the backfield half the time, but if Joe Burrow is able to get out of those plays or make something miraculous happen or get the ball up to Jamar Chase, a couple of those plays can offset all of that negative. So if Burrow continues playing the way he is, yeah, it, it might be enough to offset everything bad that's going to happen on the offensive line, but like it, that doesn't tend to happen long term. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. It, it can go in a run, and look, if he does it again, this is like, it's an Eli Manning 2011 season, right? Where 
the 2011 Giants offensive line was garbage. And Eli Manning had one of the best kind of sustained runs of play under pressure of any quarterback we've ever seen. If Burrow gets it done one more game, like that's the kind of thing we're talking about. But equally, that's a tightrope he's been walking for a while now, and it only takes one misstep to come falling off it. I want to ask you about the Rams' offense versus the Bengals' defense, but I think when you talk about the Bengals' offense and Burrow making those plays, you have to talk about the, the receivers because yeah. that could be the edge where they have the advantage even though Jalen Ramsey is on that side. How do you view that that secondary and how they, they could play that trio? Yeah, and I don't think they'll use Jalen Ramsey to track Jamar Chase, you know, to put him on one-on-one and move him around. They don't tend to do that anyway. And when they do, it's because you're dealing with a team that has like one star receiver and nobody else. The, the great thing about the Bengals receiver core is now T. Higgins is the number two. You know, Tyler Boyd is there as well. They've got places to go other than Jamar Chase. He makes everybody better in that regard. So I doubt they'll put Jalen Ramsey on him, on him one-on-one. They'll try and do it schematically, right? They'll try and disguise the coverages and maybe bracket him and roll safeties in that direction, that kind of thing. But that's going to give you windows, right? It's going to give you shots to Jamar Chase. And a lot of the plays that Burrow has made this year, they've been good reads, they've been great throws. But there have also been some throws in there as well where it's like, eh, let's just give Jamar Chase a chance, right? Like that, they've got that kind of connection. And sometimes you need to do that. You need to put the ball in the air and just say, there's a pretty good chance my receiver wins this, right? We're just going to give him a shot, and maybe he'll get burned. But if I don't, it's a big play. And they might need a couple of those in those game, in this game with you know Aaron, Aaron Donald and all the, the the things that the Rams defense can do. There might be a few plays in there where Burrow has to just chuck it up and hope Jamar Chase makes a play. Matt Stafford on the other side of things, certainly not, not afraid to chuck it up and, and try to uh, let his receivers make plays. How do you view specifically the, the Rams skill players and Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. now in the fold, Van Jefferson versus the secondary that has played pretty well in the postseason. Yeah, well, Cooper Cup is really interesting because, you know, most elite number one wide receivers, they play that X position where they're out wide, they're on the line of scrimmage, you can jam them and try and disrupt their release and all those kinds of things. The Rams, you know, they deploy Cooper Cup inside most of the time. He's a slot receiver, essentially, primarily. And that makes it very, very difficult to take him out of the game, either with shadowing, you know, from a number one corner, making sure your number one guy goes with him, because most guys that shadow don't follow him in the slot. So you're just not going to do that most of the time. And two, you can't jam him with the line. It's very difficult to kind of make sure that that guy doesn't have a free release. And they, they're really good at scheming Cooper Cup open and just making sure that you cannot do the normal things you do to mitigate the damage that a number one wide receiver does. And we've seen that all throughout the playoffs. That they've been able, even in their sort of gotta have it plays, third and long, um, you know, late in the game where we've just given up a bad play, even downfield Cooper Cup, they're able to scheme him one-on-one with a safety, or they're able to get him against Tampa. Yeah, and a two-way go against safeties. And it's really hard to stop putting Cooper Cup in advantageous positions if you're the defense. And that's why they keep going to it. As long as they keep doing that, um, I think they're going to have production. And if somehow you know the Bengals figure out a way and answer that riddle, that's going to give OBJ chances, right? One-on-one opportunities on the outside, and he he's showing you know in recent weeks that he's still capable of winning those. Yeah, we said that on the show. Like, despite Eli Apple and how well he's played in his resurgence. It's Odell Beckham Jr. versus yeah. Eli Apple. You feel good if you're Odell in, in that situation. If Absolutely. That's the, yeah. If that's the matchup. Uh, one more, and we've talked a lot about the trenches this week, but 
how do you view this Rams offensive line and a familiar friend in Andrew Whitworth versus Trey Hendrickson, who I think has exceeded a lot of people's expectations and in that Bengals defensive line? Yeah, the Rams offensive line has been really good this year, and in particular in pass blocking. Um, Andrew Whitworth has still been one of the best pass blocking offensive tackles in the league, which is insane, really, given his age. Like, he's Brady-esque. It really is. Like, okay, he's a few years younger than Brady. On the other hand, he's playing offensive tackle, right? And he has to get hit in the face every single time he plays, you know, snap. Whereas Brady can go most of the game without getting touched, right? So there is a difference there. And you can see, like, there is evidence that Whitworth isn't quite the player he was before. Like, when he loses, there's a few bad refs in there this year, and he's given up five or six sacks, something like that, in a year, which is a big number for him. Um, and you, know, you can see him kind of, he gives up the play, gets, gets beaten for a sack, and he's mad with himself, right? But that's kind of where like, the body is just not quite doing what the mind wants it to do anymore. But overall, he's still one of the best left tackles in the NFL and probably has a pretty good shot of shutting down Trey Henderson. But it's, it's one of those things where because when Whitworth's losing now, it's, it's quick or it's an ugly rep. You know, if Hendrickson can get a couple of those, if he can win twice in the game, that might be it. Right? If he can time those up against the Chiefs, he was making those big plays on third down, and that's when they got to Patrick Mahomes and stopped those drives. You know, if he can get a couple of sacks against Whitworth on third down in this game, that could be game-changing, even if he is limited to just those two sacks and nothing else in the rest of the game. He's Sam Munson, Pro Football Focus. Make sure you check out all of his work there at PFF underscore Sam on Twitter and podcast. What else do you got? Plug everything you've got coming to everybody's way this week. Yeah, the, the, uh, the podcast. We're now in the firm kind of off-season territory, free agency, the draft. Um, so, yeah, PFF NFL podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This is the latest we've talked about football. It's weird. We're usually doing mock drafts every Monday and stuff, so we're right. talking about the game. So I appreciate the time, Sam. No problem. Great stuff there from Sam Munson of Pro Football Focus. Make sure you check him out at PFF underscore Sam. He's, uh, he's been great. You know, he's been I've talked to Sam for years and years and years, and um, it's going to be a close game. You can tell it there. And can Joe Burrow overcome? Can he be that, that guy that, that does that? We'll see. That's the theme. And I think that's going to, to be the deciding factor in Super Bowl 56. For my man, Tony Wiggins, I'm James Rapine signing off for now from Radio Row. A ton coming your way, though, all week long. So you've come to the right spot if you're looking for NFL coverage, baby, right here on Locked On NFL.